We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on uh, tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening, uh, you're listening to my continued coverage on the College Football Bowl season. And the next game in my bowl coverage will be the Holiday Bowl, which takes place in San Diego, California, um, on Wednesday, December 28th. This year, we'll see the 15th-ranked Oregon Ducks take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, Oregon is the second top 15 team in the country to uh, uh, get going in the college football bowl season this year. Um, first, we saw Oregon State, uh, and a fellow Pac-12 team. Um, but looking at the Holiday Bowl, um, just a fantastic history for a bowl game. So, As always, I always go into a little bit of history on each bowl game. The Holiday Bowl was started in 1978. It's always been played at, in San Diego. It was. It's always been played at San Diego Stadium. Now it will be played in Petco Park. Um, and there hasn't been a uh, Holiday Bowl now in two years due to COVID. Um, so the last matchup in 2019 saw number 19 Iowa defeat number 22 USC 49 to 24. But uh, this bowl game has just a fantastic history of uh, just great games. Um, previously, it was it, for a while it was Big Ten versus Pac-12. Now it's ACC Pac-12. Just uh, but there's been a history of just amazing games. The uh, very first game in 1978 saw Navy defeat BYU 23 to 16. And in fact, BYU played in the first seven Holiday Bowls. If you can believe it or not, they lost the second matchup in 1979 to Indiana. They were the ninth ranked team in the country. BYU was lost to Indiana 38 to 37. The 1980 might be the most historic holiday bowl where number 14 BYU beat number 19 SMU 46 to 45. Um, probably the most memorable or one of the more memorable ones as well was number one in 1984. Number one BYU defeated Michigan 24 to 17. And then you can just go down the line. BYU has had the most appearances in this bowl game um, just because of that history. Nin 1998 saw number five, Arizona, defeat number 14, Nebraska, 23-20. Um, 1996 saw number eight, Colorado, defeat number 13, Washington, 33-21. Uh, just a whole lot more top 10 teams have played in this too. 2020, or 2002 saw number six, Kansas State. Uh, 2004 saw number four California, 2005 number six Oregon. So you can go down the line. There's been some uh, really really good teams in this bowl game. Um, looking at uh, the history of MVPs, 1980 uh, co MVPs BYU quarterback Jim McMahon and SMU running back Craig James. Uh, 1981 uh, Jim McMahon won it again. 1983 Steve Young quarterback at BYU won. 1984 BYU quarterback Robbie Bosco won. Um, 
1988 running back Barry Sanders from Oklahoma State in his just unbelievable year. 1989 saw uh, Penn State running back Blair Thomas and BYU quarterback Ty Detmer share the MVP. 91, Ty Detmer won it again. Um, 1994, Michigan quarterback Todd Collins and Colorado State quarterback Anthony Hill shared the award, shared MVP. Um, 96, uh, Colorado quarterback Coy Detmer. Uh, 2000, saw Oregon quarterback Joey Harrington win the award. Uh, 2004, Texas Tech quarterback Sonny Cumbie. Now we know he's coaching. Um. 2006 co-MVPs Cal running back Marshawn Lynch and quarterback Nate Longshore. 2007 Texas quarterback Colt McCoy. 2008 Oregon quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. Uh, just you can go down the line. 2014 USC quarterback Cody Kessler. Uh, then in the last bowl game, uh, 2019 Iowa wide receiver Amar Smith Marset. I think that thing is pretty crazy for anybody who that uh, Iowa could have a wide receiver win an MVP. Looking at how their offense is now, nonetheless, I digress. But looking at this game again, uh, the 15th ranked Oregon Ducks come in at nine and three, seven and two in the Pac-12. Um, they started the year off against number three Georgia in Atlanta, lost 49 to three. Then they turned their season around dramatically. Beat FCS Eastern Washington 70 to 14. Beat number 12 BYU 41 to 20. Won at Washington State 44-41. Beat Stanford 45 to 27. Won at Arizona 49 to 22. Beat number nine UCLA 45 to 30. Won at Cal 42 to 24. Won at Colorado 49 to 10. Lost at home to number 25 Washington 37-34. Beat number 10 Utah 20 to 17, and then lost to in-state rival number 21 Oregon State 38 to 34. That loss knocked them out of the Pac-12 championship game. So the Ducks average basically 40 points per game offensively. They give up 27 per game. Uh, average about 292 passing yards per game, 216 rushing yards per game. They give up 261 passing yards per game in the past happy Pac-12. Only 126 rushing yards per game. Then you look at the North Carolina Tar Heels. Just a tremendous season for them. Nine and four on the year. Six and two in the ACC. Uh, probably weren't expected to be this good just because of everything that they lost from the year before when they were really expected to be good. Um, they open up the year, beat uh, FCS opponent uh, Florida A&M, 56 to 24. One at App State in an absolute just shootout, 63 to 61. Uh, one at Georgia State, 35 to 28. Lost to Notre Dame, 45 to 32. Beat Virginia Tech, 41 to 10. One at Miami, 27 24. One at Duke, 38 35. Beat Pitt, uh, 42 to 24. One at Virginia, 31 to 28. One at Wake Forest, 36 to 34. And then the last three games of the year is when it kind of crumbled. Lost to Georgia Tech, 21 to 17. Lost to NC State 30 to 27 in double overtime, then lost in the ACC championship to number nine Clemson 39 to 10. So this team was nine and one entering that Georgia Tech game with an opportunity in sight to 
go to the college football playoff if they want out. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, they average 35 per points per game offensively. They give up 31 points per game. Average 317 passing yards per game, 156 rushing yards per game. Give up 276 passing yards per game and 162 rushing yards per game. Then looking at Oregon again, they're 15 and 18 all time in their bowl history. First team all Pac-12 guys, offensive lineman TJ Bass, and then Alex Forsyth, another offensive lineman, and then DB Christian Gonzalez. Second team all Pac-12 guys, wide receiver Troy Franklin, defensive lineman Brandon Dolores, and linebacker Noah Sewell. Looking at some of their key players, quarterback Bo Nix, 3,389 yards passing. That was 16th nationally. 27 touchdowns, 15th nationally. And six interceptions. Ran for 504 yards and then had 14 rushing touchdowns, which was 15th nationally. So just a tremendous job by him. Uh, Heisman contender towards till almost the end of the season. Uh, running back, uh, Bucky Irving, 906 yards, three touchdowns, a 6.3-yard average. Uh, running back, Noah Whittingham. Whittington had 754 yards rushing, five touchdowns, and a 5.9-yard average. And then true freshman running back, Jordan James, had five touchdowns. Wide receiver, Troy Franklin, 56 receptions, 867 yards, and eight touchdowns, a 15.5-yard average. Linebacker Noah Sewell at 55 tackles this year. He was an All-American last year. Um, <clears throat> just team stayed away from him so much this year, and he dealt with some injuries too. Uh, DB Christian Gonzalez, 51 tackles, four interceptions. That was uh, 19th nationally. And then defensive end Brandon Dolores had uh, 34 tackles and two and a half sacks. Some key numbers for Oregon, 21st and third down offense at 46%. Uh, 25th and 4th down offense at 61.3%. They go for it a lot. 19 for 31 on the year. 18th in 4th uh, down defense at 39.1%, only allowing 9 for 23 on the year. Their 2nd in completion percentage, Bo Nix with an unbelievable season at basically 71% on the year with 402 attempts as a team. Just a tremendous job um, there. Ninth and first down offense at 322 converged, uh, first downs converted on the year. Eighth in interceptions with 16 on the season. <clears throat> 15th in passing offense at basically 292 yards per game. 24th in red zone defense, only allowing 77% conversion rate, which they bend but don't break a lot of times in the red zone. Third down rushing, or er, er, 33rd in rushing defense at... Uh, about 126 yards per game, 14th in rushing offense at 216 yards per game, 9th in scoring offense at basically 40 points per game, and 4th in total offense at basically 508 yards per game. So now looking at the North Carolina Tar Heels, 11-12 and 12 in their bowl history. First team all ACC honors for quarterback Drake May, wide receiver Josh Downs, and linebacker Cedric Gray. Second team All-ACC honors, all-purpose honors for Josh Downs and cornerback Storm Duck. And then third team All-ACC honors for wide receiver Antoine Green, off the tackle of Steam Richards, and then punter Ben uh, Kiernan. Then some of the key guys, obviously quarterback Drake May was in the Heisman race towards the end of the year. 
4,115 yards passing, which was third nationally, 35 touchdowns, which was sixth nationally, and only seven interceptions. With the amount of attempts he had, that is well well over 450 attempts, just amazing. He's the leading rusher for North Carolina with 653 yards and seven touchdowns. Running back Elijah Green had 508 yards rushing and eight touchdowns himself. Wide receiver Josh Downs, 94 catches, which was sixth nationally, 1,029 yards receiving, and 11 touchdowns, which was seventh nationally. Antoine Green had 798 yards receiving, seven touchdowns, and averaged 18.6 yards per catch. Linebacker Cedric Gray had 136 tackles on the season, which was fourth nationally, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and two interceptions. Linebacker Powell Eccles had uh, 98 tackles and two sacks. And then cornerback Storm Duck had 46 tackles and three interceptions. Looking at North Carolina, uh, 13th nationally in third down offense at 47.3% conversion rate. So both these teams convert third downs very well. Uh, fourth down offense for North Carolina, 63.3%. They go for it a ton as well, 21 for 33 on the year so an interesting uh battle when north carolina has it on fourth down offense versus oregon's top 24th down defense so interesting battle there 20th nationally in completion percentage at 66.4 percent at 491 attempts on the season just tremendous job again there eighth in first down offense at 326 per game 30th in kick return, uh, almost 22 yards per kick return. 20th in net punting at 41 yards per punt. I don't think we'll see very many punts in this game, though. 7th <clears throat> in passing offense at just over 317 yards. Uh, 14th in punt returns, uh, 13 yards per return. But like I said, I don't see many being had. 23rd in scoring offense at 35 points per game. And then 14th in total offense at about 474 yards per game. Interesting spread entering this game. Oregon's favored by 13 points, and the over-under is 75. So, I mean, there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I do favor Oregon in the matchup just because of how North Carolina ended the season and because Oregon has some more experience as well. But an interesting thing is really going to be Oregon's defense, I think, is a little more stout, is obviously more stout than North Carolina's. Um, eighth in interceptions with 16 on the season. Rush defense only allows a, just about 126 yards per game. So this, so there's a there's an opportunity to be had here, and I think Oregon's defense is just is just going to be better than North Carolina's defense. I don't know how well North Carolina is going to be able to stop Oregon, but I think this game is going to be extremely exciting to watch. Two unbelievably talented quarterbacks who are going to be Heisman front runners next year. Um, just in a, It'll be an amazing football game. Really, really excited for this one as we get to see two fantastic quarterbacks go at it. So thank you guys for tuning in to, to this episode. Always, every episode, uh, Feel free to follow me uh, personally at coach underscore B will uh, please follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT couch foot one um, like subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, everybody have a good night. God bless.